this evening amen he's worthy to be praised didn't he amen he's the mighty god this afternoon amen and i'm so glad we're being led amen i read where the prophet of god said today that eve was led to disbelieve but this bride has been led to believe amen i'm glad to be a believer tonight aren't you amen god richie bless you if you have your bibles while you're standing with us this evening we'll go uh, straight on into the word we want to turn to the book of genesis the third chapter uh, the book of Genesis, the third chapter, we want to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We sure count it an honor and privilege to be uh, able to stand before you all once again and speak to you this evening. And uh, we sure want to remember all the uh, saints in prayer tonight, don't we? Amen. They're battling and different things. I was talking to, I uh, think, texting Brother Timothy uh, Pruitt there on the way to church, and he was telling me, you know, some of the things going on. I said, you think the devil would learn by now? But every time he throws it, we just get right back up and keep pressing on. Amen. And I'm glad to be among a group of people that just keep pressing on. Amen. We, we've got a future. We've got a victory coming. We're on our way out of here in a rapture. Amen. So we sure want to remember the church there. Remember Brother Donnie and Sister Carol. And Amen. Let's just bow our hearts together for a word of prayer this evening. How many just say, Lord, I want to hear from you tonight. Just speak to my heart tonight. He sees every hand that's raised here tonight. Heavenly Father. Lord, as your believers have gathered here, Lord, this afternoon, Lord, on this Wednesday evening, Father, when the world, Lord, is just another day of the week to him, Lord, but to a group of people standing before me tonight, there is a desire in our hearts, Lord, there is a hunger, Lord, there is a, there is a pull, Father, there is a deep calling to the deep. And Lord, we know that if there is a deep calling to the deep, then there's got to be a deep to respond. There's got to be a deep to answer. And I pray tonight, Lord, as we've gathered here tonight, you've seen every hand that was raised, Lord. Behind that hand, there is a need, Lord, whether it be a sickness, Father, Lord, a, a deliverance, a, a financial need, a material need, whatever the need would be tonight. Lord, we take assurance tonight in knowing there is no need too great. Lord, there is no situation too big, but what you can move upon the face of the circumstances. And Lord, you're still the God that's able to change. You're, you're still the God that's able to make ways out of no ways. So tonight, God, we invite you to this pulpit, Lord. We invite you, Lord, in this audience, Father. Lord, those who would be at home tonight streaming, Lord, may you meet them in their homes, Father. Lord, may you come now and anoint us afresh tonight, God. May you not just anoint me, Lord, to speak, but Lord, may you anoint your children to pull, Father. And Lord, to hear from you, Lord, for truly we know that, Lord, they operate the gift, Father. And I pray, Lord, you would bless them tonight. Bless this assembly, Lord. Lord, we pray a special blessing upon Brother Donnie and Sister Carol, Father. Lord, may you strengthen them, God. Return them, Lord, to the fold, Lord, on Sunday morning, we ask, if it be your will, Father. Lord, have your way among the church, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name, we ask these things. And all the believers says, amen and amen. The book of Genesis, the third chapter, I want to read in the first verse, Genesis 3 and, and verse number 1. Very, very familiar reading. The Bible says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. 
And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know what in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open. Notice this, and he said, And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Brother Bram said they were already gods. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. But the Ram says those fig leaves today are creeds. They took creeds to cover themselves rather than the word. Now, if we can look in the book of 2 Corinthians 11th chapter, one place we'd like to read there, 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 1. You love the Lord this evening? Amen. How many is going to help me preach tonight? Amen. 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 1. Paul here writing, speaking of the purity of the church in the first verse of 2 Corinthians 11 verse 1. He said, Would to God that ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now notice what he says here in the third verse. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility. Notice the words he's using. Through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity. Somebody say simplicity. From the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if he receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. We ask the Lord this evening to add the blessing to the reading of his word. As you can have your seats here this evening, we thank the Lord for the reading of the word of God. Amen. Amen. From those uh, passages of scripture in the Bible, uh, tonight, if the Lord would help me, I, I want to speak to you for a few moments here. If I would title this thought tonight, I want to speak to you on the bride contending for the faith. The bride contending for the faith. I truly believe in this hour that the bride of Jesus Christ is not coming. I believe she's here in manifestation tonight. I believe with all of my heart that we are a privileged people to be a part of the bride of Jesus Christ. And when you think about uh, being the bride of Jesus Christ, uh, some would think that there is no opposition, there is no struggles, there is no pressure. But the prophet of God said, actually, there's the exact opposite of that. There's going to be more opposition, there's going to be more pressure. In the message, our hope is in God. He said, now we read of the prophets of old. He said, we read of the powers of God and how it operated the church. He said, and tonight, friend, here that's lukewarm, not up to where you should be in Christ. He said, the great glorious powers of God is ruling and reigning in his church again. How many is thankful for that? Amen. The great glorious powers of God is ruling and reigning in his church again. He said, don't you be one that's behind. Do not try to be popular with the world. Amen. And right with God because you can't be he said, you must be right with God, and then you're not popular with the world. In this day that we're living, he said, seek God with all of your heart. Call upon him while it's time to call, while you have a chance
chance to repent while the mercy of God is reached down to you for the hour is coming when it'll do no good to call it'll be too late then so call now see if you would have lived in the days gone by when they crucified Jesus now you would say today now listen to this you would say today I would have stood for him I would have given my life for him but you have more of an opportunity to do that now amen than you did in them days think about that amen stand now for the opposition is greater today amen than it was then to think that the opposition we're facing right now is greater today than it was in the days when the Lord Jesus was hanging up on a cross amen amen there's more pressure to stand today amen than there was when he was here in a corporal body now when we realize the time we're living in it is a perplexed time I think of how Paul said that we are troubled on every side yet not in distress we are perplexed but not in despair what a what a contrast that there is a people amen who is troubled on every side but yet they're not in distress there is a group of people amen who are perplexed but they are not in despair when you look at that word perplexed it means to be in doubt it means to be perplexed uh, to perplex it means to stand in doubt to be without resources to be in strength amen to be left warning to be embarrassed to, to not know which way to turn so then to thank the people amen that are living in this last days they are perplexed they don't know where to turn they don't know where to go amen but they are not in despair and that word despair means amen to be utterly at a loss to be destitute of measures or resources amen to renounce all hope because of one's circumstances amen I believe I'm preaching to some of those people tonight amen that's going through some very difficult times amen amen facing spirits and facing battles and amen facing pandemics and facing outbreaks and amen facing all kinds of pressure in the political world and pressure in the world pressure on jobs pressures in schools amen don't know if you're going to have a job because of regular all kinds of things are going on but let me just let the devil know amen as far as for the bride of Jesus Christ there is nothing amen that you have thrown at us there's nothing you are throwing at us and there's nothing that you will throw at us that will put enough stress upon us that will cause us to renounce our only hope let's let's go on record tonight and say there is not enough the devil has amen to cause us to turn away from the word of God there's a, there's not enough the devil has to cause us amen to turn away from our hope that word renounce he means it means to formally declare amen one's abandonment of a claim amen of a right or a possession so so there comes enough pressure upon them that they they abandon the claim that they are the bride of Jesus Christ they they abandon the rights that's been given them as the bride of Jesus Christ they abandon amen the possessions that's been given to them amen but there is a people here tonight amen that is these perplexed times amen situations we're facing struggles we're going through amen hardships on every hand amen but we are not renouncing our hope amen amen we are not raising a flag of surrender we're not backing up and saying well devil amen we're going to try to approach this thing a different way amen we're going to keep on preaching the message amen we're going to keep on singing the songs of Zion we're going to keep on worshiping the Lord and blessing his name amen because there's nothing the devil has or will throw at the church amen that will defeat her amen when the prophet preached that message our hope is in God he said God help us as an American people amen to know when we get back to God again amen that God was able to help the nation of Israel amen through the divine realm he said that same realm amen can help the American people amen through the divine realm of all this he said that's our only hope that we have is in God think about that our only hope amen that we have is in God our hope tonight amen is not the atomic bomb amen it is not a vaccine it is not a it is not a new law or a new order or a 
or a new, it's not even a new president. Amen. Our only hope tonight, amen, is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. He is the power. He is the answer. Amen. I'll say it like a prophet said it to whatever the question is. Amen. Christ is the answer. Amen. Well, there's trouble in the land. Christ is the answer. Well, Brother Andrew, there's sicknesses in the land. Christ is the answer. Well, Brother Andrew, there's political disturbances. Amen. But Christ is the answer. Christ is the answer to the problems today. Amen. When we think of this age we're living in, the word of God, amen, that we read tonight testifies, amen, that there will be a falling away. Amen. Peter, uh, Paul speaks of this in 2 Thessalonians 2. In verse number one, he says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us. Amen. As that the day of Christ is at hand. Amen. Paul goes on to say, Let no man deceive you by any means. Amen. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Amen. And the man of sin be revealed. Amen. The son of perdition. Now think about this. In the age when the son of perdition is being revealed is the same age. Amen. That the son of man is being revealed. Amen. And the son of perdition's revealing is causing the people to fall away. Amen. But the son of man's revealing is, is gathering a bride together. Amen. To leave this whole world. Amen. When I think about this falling away. Amen. I think of how the prophet said the falling away is brought. Amen. An unconcern among the world. He said rather said the, the time has come. Amen. We are in the last day. How many can agree tonight? Amen. We are in the last day. Think about this. Amen. We're in the atomic age. He said the time has come. They got a weapon that can shake this world from this orbit in five minutes. Amen. Into the sun and can cause a total annihilation. He said they couldn't have done that before, but the time has come. Amen. The time has come. There's a falling away. The Bible said, except there come a falling away, then the man of sin won't be revealed. Amen. The Pentecostal church is living in the final of all the times the time has come. Amen. The time has come that signs are to follow the believers. We are at the end time. We are in the latter rain. We are at the time when men will be heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. They will be truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, and despisers of those that are good. Amen. The time has come when they are teaching, amen, doctrines of devils. Amen. Listen to this. Amen. Perverting the Bible's teaching into theories and theologies to draw a group of people away after themselves. Now think about this. The time has come, Brother Harry, when they're purposely teaching things that is not leading the church to God. That's teaching things that's leading the church away from God. Amen. The time has come that God will gather his church together. Amen. Under one great big banner of the Lord Jesus Christ and will pour out his powers among them and great signs and wonders will take place. The time has come. Amen. That the Pentecostal church has got to make a stand. Amen. Are you hearing a prophet? The time has come. Amen. The time has come to circumcise the church and call out all this foolishness. The time has come. Amen. To go back to the old landmark. The time has come for the outpouring. The time has come for the gathering of the people. Now I love this. The time has come for Jesus to come. Amen. Amen. The time has come for Jesus to come. The time has come for a falling away. Amen. For the son of perdition. For there to be doctrines of devils and ideas of men. Amen. Leading the people away from the old landmark mark called the Bible. Amen. But at the same time, there's a people leaving. Amen. There's a people that is gathering themselves together under Christ. Amen. Not to stay
stay in Laodicea. Amen. But to leave Laodicea. Let me announce to you tonight, church, this is not the first exodus. This is not the second exodus. We are in the third exodus. We're going to leave here one of these mornings. Amen. We're going to leave this whole world behind and we're going to the millennium. The time has come for Jesus to come. The time has come for his church to make herself ready. The time has come, brother, sister, to get out of here. Amen. The time will soon be here. He said to give out rewards, but oh, brother, be careful that your crown isn't set on someone else's head. The time has come. We are at the end time. If we're going to do anything, brethren, we're going to do it now. Amen. The time is at hand. The time has come when God is shaking every denomination under the sun. Think about that, how Peter will come along and say, but the end of all things is at hand. Amen. But ye therefore be sober and watch unto prayer. Now we know according to the message of the hour that the prophet said we must remember that the seventh seal is the end of all things. Amen. It's the end. He said it's the end of the earth. It's the end of time. It's the end of the trumpets. It's the end of struggling nature. It is the end of a struggling world. Amen. Notice it's the end of the church age. It's the end. It's the end of trumpets. It's the end of vows and even the ushering in. It ends the ushering in of the millennium. Amen. That's on the seventh seal. He said everything just ended up on that seventh seal. Then where are we at tonight, church? With all the perplexities, with all the oppositions, with all the things we're facing, where are we standing? I'll tell you where we're standing. We are standing on the threshold, amen, of millennial kingdom. We are standing, amen, on the border of the new Jerusalem. We are standing, amen, on the point of crossing over. Then may I encourage you tonight and say, give it all you got. Amen. Press like you've never pressed before. Amen. Worship like you've never worshiped before. Amen. I know there's trouble on every hand. Amen. But let me remind you who you are. You are the bride of Jesus Christ who did not come into this age unprepared. You did not come into this age unequipped. But before you come into this Laodicean age, there was a seed on the inside of you that would equip you for the day you were living in. And you're not living in any kind of day. You're living in what Paul said is the most evil of all days. Amen. But at the same time, it's the most evil of all days. It's the most glorious of all days. When the full word has been opened, when the Holy Ghost is in the church, when there's signs and wonders and mighty miracles being done. This may be a perplexed time, but we are not renouncing our hope. Amen. Jesus Christ is back in the church in the last days. Amen. See, the prophet very plainly shows us that there cannot be a falling away. Amen. Until or there cannot be an end time until there is a falling away. So when you have a falling away, amen, Brother Rob, then you're in the end time. Well, Brother Andrew, I'm looking for the falling away. It's here. Amen. 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 People say, I'm looking for the bride's revival. It's here. I'm looking for the revelation of the rapture. It's here. I'm looking for the opening of the seventh seal. It's here. Amen. If you can see that, then you can see, amen, amen, that the falling away is here. Amen. But you're not a part of the falling away. You're a part of the word. The prophet said, Paul said it very plainly. He said, there cannot be an end time. There cannot be a time to the falling away from the real Pentecostal faith. He said, the Pentecostal faith will be done away with. Amen. And the dignitaries will be set in. And here we are right now. Amen. See that falling away. See the church getting further and further away from it and going right back again. Brother, we're at the end time. Amen. Peter said, or Paul said rather, amen, there would come amongst the church a falling away. Now watch where they're falling away from. They are falling away from Bible truth. They're not falling away from church services. They're building more church services than they've ever had. They're building bigger ministries and bus ministries. 
ministries and soup suppers and all kinds of church programs. Are you with me? Amen. But they're still a falling away. Amen. Because no matter how many members they've got, are you hearing me tonight? Amen. They don't have the word. Amen. Well, look around, Brother Andrew. We're looking a little bit thin tonight. Amen. I don't care if there was only two here tonight. Amen. This is a church full of believers. And if every one of them was out but two tonight, amen, we've got the assurance. Amen. That the devil hasn't whipped us. Amen. The devil hasn't conquered us. Amen. The devil hasn't shut us up. If we lose everything we got, amen, we still got the word. And we're still built on the foundation that the apostles was built upon. And there's nothing the devil can do. Amen. To cause us to renounce our hope. Amen. We're built upon the Bible. Amen. The prophet said, what are they doing out there? They're organizing themselves. They're comparing or cooperating together, binding themselves together. Amen. Falling. Don't you believe? Don't you see? They don't even believe in the Bible. Amen. You say the Bible says this. They say them things are past. There's no such a thing as divine healing. Days of miracles is past. There's no such thing as the Holy Ghost. Amen. That was for a handful of people. Amen. About 12 back there called the apostles. Amen. See what is that seed? It's a maturing. It's the end time sign seed. Amen. So when you see a people rejecting, amen, Bible truth, that's a sign of the end time sign seed. Amen. That you're living in the falling away. Amen. The Bible said when you see these things happening, amen, lift up your head. Amen. Your redemption draweth nigh. When you see nations breaking, when you see Israel awakening, when you see the signs that the prophets foretold, amen, don't bury your head. Lift up your head. It's going home time, church. The world don't have a future. America could be ashes. Amen. In five minutes time, the prophet said, amen, but there is a bride on the earth. Amen. That if she gets cancer, if she gets sick, if she gets down, amen, she's got a theophany. Amen. Represented in another dimension. Let me say this, Happy Valley. Amen. Your theophany is not a million miles away. Your theophany is in this building tonight. Let me say this to you sitting at home. Your theophany is not a million miles. It's whirling in your house right now. Wanting to send a charge to you. Amen. Like a battery. Anybody raise your hand and say, I need a charge tonight, Lord. I need a charge. Then the Holy Ghost is here. Amen. To charge you. Your theophany is your future. Then your future is in the building to charge you with the strength to press through these perplexing times, these troublesome times, this time of a falling away into that millennium. Oh my. Amen. God is a mighty God. Are you with me tonight? Amen. It may be a falling away, but we are not falling away. We are gathering together by the word. When you think of God, how can you think of God and not think of the prophetic? Because you realize, amen, that God actually deals in the prophetic. Now watch this. Amen, the prophet said that in the last days there will be a prophetic class of people. The prophet also says in the last days there will be a prophetic time. So there's going to be a prophetic class of people going to be living in a prophetic time. Now when you recognize the time you're living in, actually right now, Brother Freddie, there are two separate Bible prophecies that are taking place in the age we're living in. In 1 Timothy 4 verse 1, the Bible says that the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, amen, some shall depart from the faith. Amen, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Amen, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Now look at what that word says. It says in the last days, amen, the Spirit speaketh expressly, amen, that some are going to depart. Look at this word depart. It means to withdraw oneself. 
itself. It means to depart from. Listen to this. It means to excite. Amen. A revolt. Amen. It means to go away. It means to depart. It means to desert. It means to abandon. Now think about this. Amen. In the last days, there's going to be some people that's going to excite a revolt. They're going to depart. Amen. They're going to pull away. They're going to withdraw themselves. They're going to desert their only hope. They're going to abandon what God has done in the generation that they're living in. Amen. The prophet said the reason why they're going to do this is because they failed. Amen. To recognize the awakening of the bride. Recognizing your day. He said the same thing that they did in them old days. Amen. They was believing in a coming Messiah. They believed there would be a forerunner come. Amen. But it was right on them and they didn't know it. They didn't recognize it. Listen. They believed there would come a forerunner that would forerun the Messiah. They cut his head off. They killed their Messiah because it was prophesied they would do that. The prophet Hosea said so. Amen. And the same spirit. Now catch this church. The same spirit. Amen. That spoke through Hosea. Amen. Spoke through John. Amen. And, and said to the church in the last days would be naked, would be blind, would be wretched, and would be miserable. Amen. They failed to see the prophecies fulfilled. They don't realize it. He said they're hostile with the church and they're hostile towards the message. Has there ever been a time, amen, when people walk away from the message, they don't say, God bless you all, I can't see it, and go on about their business. Amen, they got to go get them a website. Well, I'm going to preach tonight. Amen, they got to get them a YouTube page. They got to get them some kind of following. Amen, let me just let the devil know, I am not scared of him. I will not back up to his spirits. This message is the truth, and somebody's going to preach it. Somebody's going to hear it. Somebody's going to believe it, and somebody's going to leave here some morning between six and nine on the words of a vindicated prophet and there ain't enough devils in hell amen to turn us around now this message is our hope this message is our future it is the coming messiah oh come on church it is our way out of here so they say we can't, we, we, the message is wrong. We're not following the message no more. So you know what they do? They become hostile. The prophet said, amen, look, look how hostile the Jews was with John. Amen, look how hostile they was with Jesus. Amen, while he was here, the very one they claimed that they were looking for was standing in their midst and they were hostile with him. He said, see, notice, hostile. Amen, the Jews of old were blinded. Their blindness caused them to be hostile. Listen, the same spirit, Brother Harry, that spoke through Hosea was the same spirit that spoke through John amen and, re and re revealed a characteristic of the age we're living in as blind are you with me then the same spirit that followed the blindness back there is the same spirit that's following the blindness today he said the day of riches great theological teachings great education and they have become hostile towards the message amen they went nothing to do with it just like it was in the days when Jesus of Nazareth was on the earth then the days we're living in is the same days it was when Jesus was here upon earth that's why the prophet said your opposition today amen is greater amen today than it was when he was here in a corporal body amen cause in a corporal body he could defend himself in a corporal voice amen but he's not here today in a corporal body but he's here the same way in his word because in oh God, it's coming quicker and I can get out in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God when they crucified Jesus they crucified the word the only thing that's changed is it's not upon a Roman hill it's not upon a Roman 
cross. It's behind the pulpit today that they carry the same word and they lay it upon a pulpit. And a prophet said in 1962, with them denominational creed nails, amen, they are crucifying the effects of the word causing the people, amen, to fall away. But thanks be to God, there is a ministry. In the last days, it's not crucifying the effects of the message, but they're preaching the effects of the message until every hearer can hear that God is still God and he's still among his church. He's still here to heal. He's still here to encourage. He's still here to deliver. He's still here to give the Holy Ghost. He's still God and his name is Jesus Christ. And there's nothing the devil can do that'll cause us to renounce our hope. The prophet said just like it was back in the days when Jesus of Nazareth was on earth. Remember two prophecies? Amen. One. Amen. The Spirit speaks expressly. They're going to depart. Amen. Now let's come to another prophecy. Amen. I believe, Brother Louis, the same Spirit speaking to Hosea was the same Spirit speaking to John. It's the same Spirit that was speaking to Jude when he said, Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Amen. Think about this. Jude is writing this. Amen. 33 years after Pentecost. Amen. Watch this. To contend means not to argue, but otherwise it means to hold fast. Amen. Or, or to uphold. It means to stay put with it. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amen. Stay put with it. Amen. Hold fast. Amen. Uphold it. Amen. As we call in a street expression, I want you to earnestly notice what he says not just have heartedly amen but with all of your soul and might contend for the faith listen church what prophecies are you talking about I'm saying there's a prophecy speaking of some that are departing from the faith but there is also a prophecy speaking of another group of people that is not departing from the faith but they are contending for the faith they are standing for the faith they are satisfied with the faith they are staying put with the faith come on church let's have church tonight Amen. They're not backing up for nothing. They're not turning around for nothing. Amen. They're not having to be convinced. They're already convinced that Jesus Christ is alive. There's nothing the devil can throw at the church that'll cause them to renounce their hope. Listen, friends, I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's some scriptures that speak of me and there's some that don't. There's some that speak of you and there's some that don't. Amen. And let me just go ahead and tell you, 2 Timothy 4.1 does not speak of me. I have nothing in me to depart from the faith. I have nothing to go back to. I have no bridge to cross back over. Everything has been burnt. I am not a departer. I am a contender. In the good times I'm a contender. In the bad times I'm a contender. When I'm on the mountain I'm a contender. When I'm in the valley I'm a contender. When all hell is against me I'm a contender. When the devil's throwing rocks at me I am a contender. When there's COVID in the land I am a contender. When there is no COVID I am a contender. Come on church. When the church is full I'm a contender. When the church is half empty I'm a contender. Come on church. I'm not preaching to a bunch of weak departers. I'm speaking to some contenders tonight. You say, Brother Andrew, we ain't arguing. You're exactly right because we're not arguers. We're contenders. We are not arguers. We are contenders. We're not here to argue. We're here to contend. And the prophet very plainly, Brother Lance, said we're not arguing. We're staying put with. We're upholding. Amen. We're dedicated. 
We're dedicated. Somebody shout dedicated to the faith. Amen. Not to a man, to the faith. Not to a church, to the faith. Not to an idea, to the faith. And Brother Andrew, what is the faith? Paul said, there is one Lord. There is one faith. And there is one baptism. The prophet said, listen, there is only really one faith. It's not contending for a faith. It is contending for the faith. He said, there is one Lord. There is one God. There is one baptism. There is one faith. He said, now many people says, well, that's against my faith. Amen. There's many faiths, but there's only one, the faith. Glory to God. There's many faiths, but there's only one, the faith. Amen. The prophet goes on to say in the scriptures, he exhorted them to earnestly contend for the faith, not a faith. He said the only way to be positive, sure, of this night, church, is to go back and see what kind of faith that they had to contend for. Amen. Then we should earnestly contend for that type of faith. Amen. Not half-heartedly. Amen. But with everything that's within us, then when you raise your hands, you are contending for the faith. When you say amen, you are contending for the faith. When the devil has bombarded your mind all day long, but you come in the house of God and you say, I know I shouldn't be here. Amen. But God, who is rich in mercy, has given me another opportunity. Amen. To stand in his blessed presence, in divine presence. Amen. I'm going to contend here tonight. You know what I'm doing while I'm preaching? I'm contending for the faith. You know what you're doing while you're pulling? You're contending for the faith. You know what the musicians were doing while they were singing and playing these songs. They were contending for the faith. We are not here to argue with the devil. We're here to let the devil know we're still standing. God, everything we've been through, Happy Valley's still standing. Everything the devil's thrown at Brother Donnie, he's still standing. Come on, this ain't a church full of weak, amen, half-hearted departers. You are contenders. You are strong through the strength of Almighty God. Not a faith, not a church's faith, but the faith. Amen, the prophet said, see, when you recognize you are not contending for reasonings, you are contending for the faith. Amen, the devil says it's unreasonable to be serving God in this day and time, but there's a people contending, amen, that it is very reasonable to be serving God. The prophet said you can, you, cannot, you can go and refer to your reasons if you want to. You can confine yourself to reason, amen, but God doesn't come by reason. You know God by simple childlike faith to accept his word. That's how you know God is by faith, not by reason. See, faith comes from God. I love a quote Brother Bram says it like this. He says he delivered the faith unto the church. He said then the same one that delivered the faith is in the church tonight. Who delivered the faith? Amen. Paul is dead. Peter is dead. Don't get mad at me, but Brother Branham is even dead tonight. Amen. Then whoever delivered this faith, the prophet said is still alive. May I announce to you that the God of this faith, the Lord Jesus Christ was the deliverer of this faith and he's still in the midst of his church tonight to confirm amen that this faith is not man's faith. This is not human faith. This is the faith of the Son of God. This is the faith that opened amen the Red Sea. This is the faith amen that shut the mouths of lions. This is the faith that calmed the fiery furnace. This is the faith that brought Paul through prison. This is the faith that opened Peter out of the prison house. I'm not talking about some magical faith. I'm talking about Bible faith and we're not falling away from it. We're contending for it. Come on church, let's have church tonight. We're contending for it. We're contending that God is still God. We're contending that no matter how big the storm is, amen, God is still in control. We're contending that no matter how deep the hurt runs, God is still a healer. God is still a bomb in Gilead. 
faith is something that's born in you. It's something God gives you. The prophet said it's the, it's the substance of things hoped for. Amen. The evidence of things that's not reasoned. Oh, he got happy and said, hallelujah. He said that when he comes through, through there the unadulterated power of the Lord Jesus Christ that makes him a new creature, a new person, baptizes him anew in the Holy Spirit, washes him, hangs him up, seals him in the kingdom of God. Then he stands, notice this, then he stands knowing where he's at and all the devils in hell, amen, cannot shake him away from it. You might even turn the machine gun on him, but you're not going to shake him from it. Amen, do you realize that's who I'm preaching to? tonight well, can I just preach a minute brother Harry I believe I'm preaching to people tonight amen if there was people out front had machine guns and said you can't go in this church you can't believe the word you can't raise your hands they'd have said well if you're lucky enough to shoot me as I run by you you're lucky enough but you ain't stopping me I'm going in the house of God I may hook is this all right? Amen. This is a strong group of people here tonight. I know the devil wants us to think we're weak. Amen. But I didn't come to talk about the weaknesses. I've been in that unseen dimension today. I've been hearing what a prophet said. And what a prophet said is a lot greater than what the circumstances are saying. Amen. Then let's look to God and let's know where we're standing. We're not backing up, Brother Rob. Throw everything you got at us. Point every machine gun. We're going to contend for the message of the hour. It's the faith of God. It's been given to us. It's Christ's faith. It is not earned. It's been given to you. The Bible says it this way. For by grace are you saved. Amen. Through faith. And that not of yourself. So you didn't do. You didn't do anything of your own human effort to get to where we are tonight. It was the faith of God. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Galatians 2.16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. But by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ. That we might be justified by the faith of Christ. Not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Philippians 3.9. Amen. And to be found in him not having my own righteousness which is of the law but that which is through the faith of Christ it is the righteousness which is of God amen by faith amen I think brother 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 Jim I think that was the same spirit that was up on Jude that was up on Hosea that was up on John that come over on Paul I think that was the same spirit that was over on David when he said though my mother and father forsake me amen the Lord will take me up I think that's the same spirit that was there when David said if it hadn't been for the Lord on Happy Valley's side we wouldn't be standing here today but God who is rich in mercy amen provided an anchor in the time of storm listen friends amen if the devil can convince you you've done something to get here he can show you the flaws in your humanity and he'll take you out but when you realize the only reason you're still living is because of grace the only reason you're still raising your hands is because of grace the only reason you're still believing this message is because of grace the only reason you're still breathing tonight amen is because of God's amazing grace in order to put a shout in the heart of the bride of Jesus Christ we didn't do nothing to get here it's God's amazing grace we shouldn't be here tonight amen but we're here tonight anyhow well we might as well go ahead and praise God we might as well let the devil in hell know tonight happy valley still got the victory we still got a song we still got an amen we still believe that God is bigger than anything hell God at us by the grace of God through the faith of God we stand here tonight the prophet said let's find the door of faith over here he said there's only one faith 
That's the faith of God. So, amen, people say, well, Brother Andrew, I got my own faith. You've got the faith of God. Come on. Amen. Our faith. Amen. Our ideas, our works, there's no power in them. It takes the faith of God. There's only one faith. That's the faith of God. He said, now watch. He said, the door is all closed up because you don't want to fool around that door or let Jesus around there because as soon as he stands in that door, as soon as he stands in that door, he will scream out, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And your creeds will bar that door. But he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, you'll come to a church and watch the signs and wonders of God be performed. You won't pay attention to that because the creeds has locked that door of faith in you and made you think that that is a faith. There's only one faith. That's the faith of God. And there's only one person that can bring the faith of God is Jesus Christ, his son, that comes into your heart. He's knocked at your heart through signs, wonders, and miracles, but you keep that all pinned up. I don't want nothing to do with that. Oh, if he could only stand and you would open up that door, it wouldn't be two minutes till you would believe every word the Bible wrote and say amen to every bit of it. If you would just open up the door and let Jesus come in and give you the faith that he has to give you. You've took the faith that some creed has given you and locked the doors up on Christ's faith. But when you take Christ's faith, then you can recognize him. When you take the faith of Christ into your heart by the gift of God, then no matter what you go through in every trial, in every situation, in every cloudy day, in every sunny day, in every spring day, in every rainy day, you'll be able to recognize Christ is still preeminent in my life. He is still in control of every everything I'm facing, everything I'm going through, no matter how dark it is. There is still a man here, Brother Daryl, that can turn on the light. There's still a power here that can raise the dead. There's still a power here that can cast out devils. Listen, friends, that's why the devil hates you is because you let Christ, amen, stand in that door and let him deposit in you his faith, amen. And whenever you go through something and the devil says it's going to break him, you stand there and say, though he slay me, amen, yet I'll trust him. Though he forsake me. Amen. I'll not be left behind. Are you hearing me? It's the faith of God. It's the faith that's been delivered into your heart. Yes, sir. The prophet said, see, it's the faith of Christ coming into you through a new birth. Amen. Through a transformation. Amen. Through a transfusion of his power. Amen. I wasn't going to read this, but I'm going to read it. He said, take that sap out of a peach tree and transfuse it into an apple tree. And the apple tree would bear peaches. Glory. Well, you take us. That's nothing but a wild gourd. That's what the prophet said. A knothead. Amen. There's nothing to us. We're all dead in sin and trespasses. We're all in these kind of condition. And then when we ourselves can prostrate ourselves and give ourselves up until God can take his transfusion tube, the name of Jesus Christ, because there's not another name under heaven whereby men can be saved and transfers the life of Christ into us. And Christ's faith was not based in those Pharisees or Sadducees or in their pots and their kettles and their pans and their washing. It was based on the word of God so much until Christ was the word or the word was made flesh and then when we can get so transfused by his power we die to our own thinking and our faith becomes a genuine faith then the life of Christ has been transfused into us. We become a living creature of God, a dwelling place where the Holy Spirit can send his radiant blessings down through there and we're in the statue 
picture of Christ. Oh, Satan, get out of here tonight. You're not dealing with Lance Parker or Harry Reagan, amen, or Fred Perry. Amen, you're dealing with the bride of Jesus Christ who the human man, brother, has been taken out and the life of Christ has been transfused into this church by a new birth and we're not here as our own selves. We're not here with our own motives. We're not here with our own objectives, but we are here in the stature, in the image of Jesus Christ reflecting, amen, a character of how he would handle things he went through. Have you thought about that? Amen. Do you realize you're handling things the way Christ would handle them? If he was going through them, when, you're, when his life is on the inside of your life, well, let's preach. We might as well. We're here. Amen. Amen. You're, you're actually a walking, talking Jesus on the earth. The way he acted is the way you're acting if you've got the Holy Ghost. The way he handled things is the way you're handling them if you've got the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me tonight? Amen. It's not a man. It's the faith of Christ. Now, when you think about this, you realize that there was a first Adam and there was a first Eve. Can you say amen? We know that through a prophet's teaching, amen, that there is coming a second Adam, amen, and a second Eve. Now, here's what I love. Amen. The first Adam and Eve fail. Are you hearing me? The first Adam and Eve fail from the word. I don't love the fact they fail, but here's what I'm getting at. They fail from the word. Amen. But a prophet said the second Adam and the second Eve will not and cannot fall. Amen. The first Adam and first Eve fail from the word, but the second Adam and the second Eve cannot fall because they are the word. They are the word. Then the prophet said, where are we at? We are in another garden of Eden. 6,000 years. Amen. Satan is taken to make it just like God did at the beginning. God made his Eden and Satan corrupted it. Now you ask me, who is the second Adam? According to 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Amen. So it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul, but the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. But Adam says in the angel of God, 47, he, first Adam, was the first one who had the jurisdiction over everything in the earth. Is that right? Over all the animals. And he lost his power. But we're taught in the Bible what the first Adam lost. Amen. The second Adam, which is Christ. Now here we found it. Who is that second Adam? It is Christ. Amen. Has restored again to the human race. What the first Adam lost has been restored by the second Adam. Amen. To the human race. Who is the second Eve? And Paul says he is the head of the body of the church. Amen. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things, somebody say all things, he might have preeminence in the good times he has preeminence in the sad times he has preeminence, in the bad times he has preeminence, when everything's going well he has preeminence, in the mountain he has preeminence, in the valley are you with me, everything that the church goes through if Christ is her husband, he has preeminence he said for it pleased the father that in him should all the fullness dwell and having made peace through the blood of his cross. Somebody shout his cross. By him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you amen holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Amen. Then think about this. Amen. The prophet said through his cross the blood that he might reconcile to himself a body 
body a bride, which is Eve, which is a second Eve. Amen. The same thing he did in Adam and Eve, given a type that they were Christ and the bride. He is the second Adam, and the church is the second Eve. Amen. Then I'll tell you why I'm preaching my heart out tonight. It's because I'm not preaching to a bunch of to a bunch of church members, to a bunch of name sign church members. I am preaching to the second Eve. Amen. Then Brother Andrew, why are you preaching this hard? And it looks like hardly nobody here because I'm not here to fool with departers. I'm not here to give them any of my time. If they want to depart and start websites, they can do it. But I'm here for one purpose. That is to preach to you who is contending for the faith of Jesus Christ. To preach the message to the second Eve and let her know what was lost by the first Adam and Eve has been restored by the second Adam. We are now in possession of jurisdiction over everything. God, give me some dancing room, Holy Ghost. We are now over jurisdiction, over everything. Everything that was lost has been restored to the second Eve by the second Adam, which is Christ. He said, oh my. Amen. Now the first Eve compromised against the word. He said, if the second Eve does, she isn't doing the same thing. See, amen. It was for some other age. Notice when they say it's for some other age, he said, how can it be another age? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we are predestinated to receive receive God, Brother Fred, we are predestinated to receive what Eve turned down. Now can you, Brother Abraham turns and says, now can you see the end time message, why it's rejected? Amen. Can you see? Because God in his body, Christ, and Christ in his body, the bride, God made manifest in Christ, and Christ made manifest in the bride. Notice this, and is bringing a bride out that won't fall by denomination or creed. Well, thank you, Holy Ghost. Now do you see why they're so hostile towards you? Amen. Because they're joining things that are dead. Brother Keith, they are condemned. They have no life in them. Amen. But inside of you is the same life that was up on a cross one day and they laid in a barring tomb and they could not stomp that life out. That life has returned in another group of people in the age we're living in. Stomp us if you want to. Shoot us if you want to. Burn us if you want to. But we got a seed in us. And brother, we're going to raise again someday. There is nothing the devil can do to squash out the life of the second Adam in the second Eve. It's a bride church. It's a Holy Ghost filled. It's a people that cannot and will not fall. She is not breaking and spooling her skirts of purity and holiness to her husband. She'll stay with his word regardless of what anybody says. You can have all the ecumenical moves you want to and all the affiliations, she'll take the word. Glory to God. Boo devil, get out of here. She will take the word. The prophet goes on to say the second Adam and the second Eve, the masterpiece of the family is now ready for the garden, for the millennium. This ought to make you smile. Amen. And then back on the earth, another place, this great masterpiece of the family. And now the masterpiece family has come again. Christ and his bride ready to come. The second Adam, the second Eve are ready now to return back home. And the whole picture has been redemption from where it was, bringing it back just exactly was as in the beginning. Oh, it 
that powerful? Amen. Then look around you tonight. You are a masterpiece family. You are back in position to go back to where the first Adam and the second Eve left off. You are back in position by the message of the... Brother Darrell, I feel like dancing right now. You are back in position. Brother Andrew, COVID's in the land, but you're back in position. Brother Andrew, there's all kinds of political troubles, but you're back in position. Brother Andrew, there's people dying, but you're back in position. Come on, church. You are the first age of people that is this close to the coming of the Lord that no matter what happens, you're an oddball because you're back in position for eternal resurrection, for eternal redemption. You know what? You all are really oddballs. We are oddballs. Amen. I'm going to share this if that's okay. We was down there the other day at Sister Karen Pruitt's funeral. You know what, Brother Darrell? I got to thinking. Amen. I guarantee you there's funeral directors. Brother Louie, you may be able to help me on this. There are funeral directors. Amen. That probably have to have, have conferences after they've been around message funerals and figure out what people are talking about between six and nine. What are them people talking about? Here we were the other day down there, and our sister Karen Pruitt, amen, beat us everyone on to the other side. Amen, and there we were outside. And they, they were getting ready to lower body in the grave and sung some songs and a family there, all kinds of heaviness and hearts. Amen, but as I walked out of the graveyard, I literally, Brother Harry, heard people talking about, well, some morning between six and nine, and I looked around, and there was a funeral person standing there, and his eyes was about that big. He, he didn't say nothing. He was just standing there, and I thought, if they only knew, if they only, what kind of people are we? We can carry them to the graveyard, but that's not the, okay. well, let's preach. We're not renouncing our hope. Amen. They went down a son of God. They'll come up a son of God. They went down a daughter of God. They'll come up a daughter of God. There is nothing the devil can throw at the church, not even death. Amen. Can cause us to renounce our hope. We are not of those that depart. We are contenders that are standing and saying, he is still the life. He is still the way. He is still the resurrection. He is still the promise of an unclouded day. He is still the promise where the circle will never be broken again. Oh God, are you hearing me, church? You're back in position. Masterpiece family, you are back in position by receiving what the second Adam, oh God, has returned to the church. The prophet said, see what happened. Let me can have a few more minutes. The fall in the garden caused man to become unconscious to the fact he was made superior over everything and not inferior to anything. Oh, God. Help me, help me, Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? The fall in the garden caused man to become unconscious to the fact he had dominion over the fowl of the air. Brother Rob, over the fish of the sea. Brother Tommy, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face. Amen. He had jurisdiction over that. But through the fall of the first Adam and the first Eve, man become unconscious to the fact that you are a God. You, you, have, got, you have got authority over devils. Amen. But let me say this. Amen. Man went unconscious for a long time. But in the evening time, it shall be light. In the evening time, the second Adam shall return and call a second Eve by a message that will awaken her to the realization you are not going to be in power. You are in power right now. You are not going to be in power when your trials are over. You are in power in the middle of your trials. You are not going to be in authority when you're through your sickness. You are in authority in the middle of your sickness. Well, Lord, to God, hallelujah. God 
God made man superior. The devil made man inferior. But the power of God has been released to the church. And man from the beginning is recognized that they believe God by faith. The prophet said, see, there's no way for anybody to ever have anything from God except by faith. Now watch this. God has made man that his way. Notice this. That was from the beginning for people to believe God by faith. So then what was Satan's attack in Genesis? It was on the faith of God by presenting something called wisdom. Now listen to what the prophet said. In Genesis, God told Adam and Eve, amen, what would happen when they disbelieved his word. Notice this, Brother Freddie. Satan led her to disbelieve it. Satan led her to disbelieve it. He don't believe it, so he led her to believe it. Amen. And he still does the same thing, teaches others the same thing, and they disbelieve it like she did. Amen. Notice this. That's the place the believer is protected is behind the word. So reasoning come in and took the place of faith. Isn't that something, brother, that Satan was able to lead somebody to believe something that he himself didn't even believe? Oh, God. Think about that. He didn't even believe what he was telling Eve. But he is so persuasive. He was so subtle that he could even get hurt. Do you realize he's led doctors to believe there's three gods? And he himself don't even believe that. Well, Brother Andrew, how can you say that? Because my Bible says there is one God and Satan trembles. If the devil trembles at one God, he sure would tremble at three. He sure enough don't believe there's three gods. Amen. But through the eyes of deception in the time of the falling away from Bible truth, he has led men to teach and to confuse the people to where when they go through something, they come to the spot they don't even know if there is a God. Amen. The prophet said, what is it? It is a contest between wisdom and faith. What is a contest? Amen. It is a test of strength. Now you know as well as I know the Indians in the days of, of the Indians they would build a fire and the promise of what they would do is they would take two groups on each side and a tug of war and they would drag one side into the fire. The promise said see Satan studied that out so perfectly to when he come to Eve. He had the best strategy he could use upon her and that was to reason with the word. Now you never want to reason with God's word. No. You cannot figure God out. God is the word and it's just made to believe that's our strength is just accept the word notice this the prophet said then after Satan I'm going somewhere quickly after Satan led her to believe what she was believing he said she, he never disagreed with her he led her to believe it then he never disagreed with her he said see God established notice this he never disagreed with her amen the prophet said oh surely see what he said and that broke the great tug of war and pulled the whole human race into death because Eve listened to a reasoning against God's word now it's the same that she did it but it's done past but now we're still fortified amen we know that God has gave us our best defense just simply amen trust his word then God established amen the authority of the simplicity of faith in the garden of Eden by just simply